Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk to... CM Punk. That's right. CM Punk is back after over seven years. And we talk about his return to AEW and his future right here on the Busted Open Podcast. And then Tommy and I react. And you're going to want to listen to that as well now on the Busted Open Podcast. Somebody who gave us maybe the best pro wrestling moment in the last 20 years, and that's CM Punk. Sir, how are you this morning? I am. I'm great. I could complain about how tired I am and uh, <laughs> sick of doing media already, but I love Tommy Dreamer. Here I am. Let's go. Welcome back to the business. You're up early. Uh, you're talking. You're putting yourself over. You're putting AEW. That's what we do. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> it's it's um, funny because what, what's it like being back involved, like having to do media and everything else again? Um, I, I don't mind doing media. I'm just, I'm just being sarcastic curmudgeon. Um, (laughs) it's fun, honestly, you know, like, uh, Tommy's a guy I trust. So, you know, I, if he called me and was like, I'm in Poughkeepsie and I have a flat tire and it's pouring rain, can you come help me? I would come help Tommy. So, um, but it, it can be a little bit stressful. I, you know, I, I will give myself anxiety and worry about certain things I say, knowing that, there's, you know, people with Twitter who consider themselves journalists who will clickbait and out of context quotes and stuff like that. But can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. So fuck them. Can I say that? Yes, you can say it's satellite radio. Yeah, great. Fantastic. It's funny you say that. Like when, this was I don't want to say like I talk to you a lot. So I didn't like I've never interviewed you formally just because we're friends. Mm-hmm. But our threads <laughs> when you were totally out of the business of the most random crap that I will send to you or you'll reply back to me of yeah. just professional wrestling stuff. And well, this why I made a very important distinction in my first promo is that like, here's when I left pro wrestling and now I'm back and there is a distinction. The other place will tell you and they'll beat you over the head with, we're not pro wrestling. So why do you want to go to bat for that company and say that it is so it, you know, like some people just, pick their weird hills to die on. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate wrestling. I don't think I've ever hated wrestling. You know, I, there's a lot of funny rumors about me. There will continue to be a lot of great rumors about me. I figure if everybody likes you, 
you're probably doing something wrong because somewhere along the way, you're going to piss somebody off. Well, uh, from your reaction that you received and how much literally one person changed the business, uh, you've been doing pretty good. So uh, it's awesome, man. And my favorite thing about it, when I f- see you, you see me, what do we do? We smile. And for the longest time, I haven't seen that smile and happiness. And the moment you walked out and I was just like, how hey, you said, like, why did you warn me? It was just like, he's back, baby. That's mm-hmm. the guy I know. That's the guy yeah. I've been friends with. That's the guy I love. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you could see that on television because it, uh, you know, sometimes stuff doesn't resonate through the TV screen. You know, you want, you always want it to, that was uh, a moment I'm glad did. I'm glad you could, you could see that. Absolutely. Uh, seven years is a long time. Uh, what's the biggest changes you've seen in the industry in the seven years that you've been gone? Um, I, I think the biggest ones are probably because of the pandemic, you know, there's no more house shows. Uh, the travel is a lot less. It's a lot light. You know what I mean? So like, even if I'm going to be on every single AEW show and if they're taping rampage, I'll, I'll, I'll be at TV. What once a week, you know, do a live dynamite tape a rampage. Um, that's a far cry from, you know, get on a plane Friday morning, get to a, a destination, rent a car, drive to a building, wrestle, get in a car, drive to a hotel in the next town, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, we need you at TV Tuesday, do Tuesday, maybe fly home if you're lucky on Wednesday. And then, you know, you have Thursday to to sleep and rest or try to have a family, connect with friends. That That to me from an outsider's perspective is the biggest difference. Um, there's a lot of differences between AEW and where I used to work, but you know, just uh, for, for an overall analysis of the business, that's the biggest one, you know, that predominantly these companies are making money based on their, their television deals. I also think uh, it has a lot to do with Tony. Um, as you know, Tony loves wrestling and he wants to be like, like he's delivered on his promise. The beauty about, and I say you have replaced the Road Warrior pop. It's it's the loudest, most organic pop I've ever seen because it was the fans kept speculating about it. And, and I'm telling you, man, I've, I've been in the business forever. And I was like, no, MJF's going to walk out. Uh, somebody else is going to walk out and heal us. And it was like they opened the show. You're, they're, they're chanting your name. Your music hits. And even when your music hit, dude, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And then when you walked out, I was like, oh, my God. And, like, Tony has delivered on every single one of his promises. And yep. he's just such a fan. And, like, he works. I've been with him for an entire day. And I'm like, this dude is a vampire. He doesn't sleep. He's crazy. And he just keeps on like, and all we're doing is talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing to have as a boss. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of criticism. And I'm like, if the number one criticism is, oh, this guy's a fan. He's a mark. Well, shit, aren't we all? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I would rather have a guy who's a fan of it sitting, you know, with a headset on, directing a show than somebody who doesn't like, you know, I, it, yeah, like, I, I, there's good and there's bad, and the good far outweighs the bad. Absolutely. 
Uh, one of my favorite moments from that night, not just the promo and your entrance, which was phenomenal, but you did the media scrum with Tony Khan afterwards, and I was a part of that. And I remember um, uh, Bill Apter had a question for you, and I just saw your face kind of light up when you heard that Bill Apter <laughs> had a question for you. And yeah. and unfortunately, Bill Apter couldn't work his phone, but, you know, he did. <laughs> Shocking. He did, <laughs> But he did have a question for you. Like, did did kind of your fandom in the history, you know, you know, Harley Race recently passing away, like, you know, me and Tommy are always constantly talking about pro wrestling and we're always watching obscure matches and obscure territory shows. Did did that love come out before making your decision to come back with AEW? Oh yeah. You know, I it came out when I came out, you know, like legit. Cause I almost didn't know what to expect. I, they, they could have thrown rotten cabbages at me and I probably would have been like, yeah, okay. All right. But to, to hear that ovation and to feel that love. And yeah, I guess we're cheating a little bit. It's my hometown, but I don't know many people who are, are that liked in their hometown. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think the love was creeping out and it was coming back based on stuff I was watching and stuff I was seeing. And there's like, a, there's, there's like this groundswell of buzz. Right. And then I came out and I was just like, yes. Okay. It was such a great moment. Mostly because I was like, I made the right decision. And this, this 100% right here, this reaction alone proves it. You're, you weren't going to get that for me or anybody else in any other situation in any other company. So perfect storm where everything comes together. And, you know, there's been maybe three times in my life where I was like, I'm right where I need to be right in the moment. And that was one of them. Uh, besides Darby Allen, who are you really looking forward to? Cause you have, I mean, there's so many dream matches, but so many people in that locker room that it's like, wow. Cause there was always supposed to be, it was funny, you know, Hulk Hogan, then who was the Lex Luger was the next supposed to be Hulk Hogan. There was a lot of going to be the next CM punks. Uh, mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to be, uh, I don't know, who do you want to work with? Lame answers, everybody. You know, I've never worked with the Young Bucks. I've never worked with Kenny Omega. Um, I worked with Cody, you know, what, in 2009? Uh, and those are the guys that I never mention when I'm doing media because I always feel the need to put the spotlight on other young guys. You know, Darby Allen, Pillman Jr., Hobbs, Ricky Starks. There's people that have potential. And if you know anything about wrestling and you watch the program, you see those guys and you go, that guy right there, that guy's, that guy's got something. And I love how they're rough around the edges. And that, that's, that's so great. It reminds me of watching an old wrestling television show, studio wrestling and seeing guys and not everything's super polished. Not everything's an LED screen. These guys have different gear, different looks, personalities that are all different and you can tell that they all come from different spots they've trained in different ways and they have different styles and that's what 100 attracted me to the aew locker room why wouldn't i want to wrestle these guys why wouldn't i want to go there you know you could talk about big money matches there's way more in aew than there is anywhere else for me uh, you talk about who you could possibly get in the ring with and some new people that you never got the chance to work with. What was it like seeing some old friends, in particular our, 
our very own Mark Henry. What was it like seeing him backstage that rampage? Love I, I, I love seeing him. I don't know how I missed him. You know, like I remember walking into a room and, and saying hello to like a whole, literally like a whole bunch of people. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Good to see you. I saw Dean Malenko, gave him a big hug. And then like, I turned around to like settle in and I'm staring at Mark Henry, who's sitting in front of me the entire time. I was like, how, how did I miss you? You know, I can get my arms all the way around him. Like he's fit. He's in shape. Like uh, just super exciting. You know, I, I don't know if I was happier to see a bunch of old friends or if I was happier to meet a bunch of new ones, you know, because every, like literally like Tommy, this, I, I told you this via text, like I'm, I'm Terry Funk now. I'm Terry Funk walking into the ECW locker room where there's like all these young upcoming future superstars and, you know, and they're like, Hey, I remember watching you when I was 10. And I'm like, Oh God damn it. Don't make me feel so old. You know, like, it, it's kind of a neat feel. It, it, it's neat to be me right now. Uh, that, that's that's all I could say. Uh, first, I think you missed Mark Henry because every time you looked his way, he was ducking down and eating your ice cream because <laughs> I've heard nothing but great reviews. He's still talking about it. He's talking it to me and I want to punch him because I haven't eaten it yet. Um, I, I got to tell you this. And Mark always says we give people their flowers while they're alive. Um, and, you know, I, I've known you since a long, long time. I don't know if you know what you have and this appeal that you have, but I'm going to tell you it because when I first saw it, you are what Dusty Rhodes had. You are what Ricky Morton had. You are, when you were somewhere else, you were the guy who wasn't supposed to make it and did. You were, you were the voice of the people. You did things differently. You also gave hope to the independent wrestler that paid their dues, that worked the crappy arenas, that you know, worked from Ring of Honor uh, to get where you are and you weren't supposed to make it, but you did. And you gave hope to so many people. And I'm so happy you're back, not just because you're my friend, but just because as a wrestler and fans, we need closure. And the fact that we almost never got to see you wrestle again would have been a sin. But the fact that Tony Khan and you gave us that, I'm forever grateful and I'm your friend. But I know the fans feel the same way because you have this amazing connection with people that very few ever have. And that will stay with you till the day you die. And everything, even when you did UFC, when you you tried something and you had a smile on your face and that you have this ability to connect with people because it's real to you and it's real to them. And as a fan and as your friend, man, I just wanted to praise you. I'd probably be the only time I ever put you over. But uh, I love you, but I also love the fact that you decided to come back because it's best for everything. Well, don't uh, cry. I, I mean, I, 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 I think I, I started to well up a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to. It, it really is because, you know, you, I, I feel like you have to balance all of that with being grounded and being humble. And it's just like. And you are. Uh, it's, it's, it, but yeah, but it, it, it's nice. It's nice to hear it, you know, from you. It's nice to hear it from other people because I can scream it from the, the rooftops. You know, I did this first guy through the wall gets bloodied. Pioneers have arrows in their back, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, you were there for a lot of it. And, you know, what, what this is all captured for me is the entire reason that I used to get in a car and drive to Southern Indiana and work for barely gas money for Ian Rotten in a barn in Southern Indiana for in front of six people 
being told I'll never work anywhere else because Jim Cornette runs OVW and he hates Ian and now you'll never make it to WWE. And I was like, well, they're not the ones offering me a job. <laughs> and like this guy is so, and I get to work Tracy Smothers. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, uh, you were there when I was in OVW and they were sending memos that CM Punk is never to be brought to television because he's the king of the Indies. And my thing was always like, well, I wish I could have a conversation with the people sending those memos because where the fuck was I supposed to work? The Indies. That's what's there is because your father swallowed up like all the, the viable territories. And like the only thing I ever tried to do was tell a good story in the ring and learn from people that came before me, you know, and I always thought it was funny that like Dusty Rhodes loved me. Harley Race loved me. Uh, Terry Funk loved me. Tracy Smothers loved me. I had all these guys that gave me their stamp of approval. And then, you know, I get to the big show and I'm told that I'm nothing and I'll never make it. And I was just like, man, that's, that's weird because these guys like me and that's almost, that's almost all I care about. You know what I mean? But then the chip on my shoulder came out and I was like, I'll, I'll prove y'all wrong. And I did. And like I said, I, I can, you know, I, I don't ever help anybody um, because I want people to know that I help somebody. I, I, it's always the right time to do the right thing. And I, I feel like that's what I've always done. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I truly do. You know, there's, there's not many guys like you left, you know, you, you've, you've been there my entire career. I mean, you're the one who called me and was like, Johnny's going to call you. He's going to give you a job. I tried to get you more money, but he said, no, you know, he, I mean, that was you in 2005. So, oh, it's just cool to hear that. Sorry. I get emotional. It's all good. That's what this is about. You know, you know what? And I didn't know if it was you or Tommy talking in that moment. It was you. You sounded so much like Tommy. Um, I, I remember when I got divorced, I made a promise to myself that my happiness at some point in my life has to come first. And I remember interviewing you eight years ago and you looked unhappy. I think the only time a smile came to your face is when I mentioned a Jello Biafra spoken word album. And that was like the only, <laughs> there you go. Um, but like, did you have that conversation with yourself? Like at some point, my happiness has to come first and, and, and you have to prioritize things. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, there's, there's what people like to call WWE drones out there that aren't going to like anything I have to say about that company. Um, so I try to limit what I do say, but everything I do say is the truth. Uh, I was going to die. You know what I mean? Because in my head, I'm always like, well, what would Harley race do? I, he, he, he would keep going. There's only so many times you can get hurt and, and keep going and, you know, I was never given time off after an elbow surgery and knee surgery, narrowly avoided a hip surgery. It was always, no, we need you. And it's, and it's nice to be needed, but they will, they will run you dry, you know? And I was, I was on that path and I watched too many friends get swallowed up by this business and by, you know, drugs and everything else that they maybe thought that they had to do to keep going. And I was a cycle breaker. I took myself out of it. Um, I've never really been proud of myself about a lot of things, but you know, it's just a real life thing that I was proud of myself about because I took a step back and I was like, 
they're not listening to me. I'm sick. I'm hurt. They're, they're not going to take care of me. You know, um, I had to take care of myself, you know what I mean? And it, it caused a lot of drama, you know, um, a lot of silly baggage, uh, but I'm alive. You know what I mean? I woke up this morning and it sounds, it sounds dramatic, but it's not bullshit. Like I would have kept going until I literally could not go anymore. And then, and then what, then I'm a, you know, and then, then I get posthumously inducted into a Fugazi hall of fame. Like, no, I don't want that. Like I want to be able to kiss my wife and walk my dog and, you know, enjoy things. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I know that there's people out there that are going to be like, Oh, this is bullshit or it's dramatic. It's, it's not. And I implore anybody out there that if you're unhappy with anything, you know, like you, you have to do what's best for you, you know, um, that, and that, that, that was the 100% bottom line. I, I wish there was a support system, but I, I was, I was mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally just in pain, you know? And if I didn't get out of there, I wouldn't be here right now. I got nothing else to say. I'm just happy you're back. I'm happy. Uh, AEW has given so many opportunities to so many and, you have changed the business like you will never understand. And as long as this train keeps on going, you're opening doors for so many because it was a, the moment you walked out was a switch uh, from sports center, putting you over the United center. This, the world is talking about it and like casual wrestling fans are back um, watching wrestling. And it was this one guy's vision. And then he got, the guy who was divorced from the business and brought him back. And it was just like this happy moment. And I just like to celebrate happiness. So I'm out. I'm good. Thanks. I'll text you later. <laughs> Thanks buddy. <laughs> well, I know you have other media commitments. It was a pleasure talking to you for a few here. Of course you can watch AEW dynamite every Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern time on TNT and rampage 10 PM Eastern time on TNT. CM Punk. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Didn't surprise me. Awesome interview with CM Punk. Absolutely. You know, it was funny. Uh... Uh, and for the listeners, we did record that yesterday. Um, listening back to it, when he talks about the Harley Race thing, it it went back when I remember when Harley Race came to the WWE, and I remember man, I was like, man, that's not the Harley Race that I knew. <clears throat> um, and then you find out when I read his book that he was going through some massive stomach issues, and when he said I was going to die. Harley race wrestled every single night and would miss that headbutt sometimes off the apron to the floor every night, you know, wrestling Hogan. And he was slower, but he said like every night he had a pain in his stomach, but he just continued to wrestle because he had to do that. And I didn't get the reference until I heard it again. And that's what we are programmed to do. You know, bully Ray is, one of my best friends and I helped watch my friend cut his cast off so he could wrestle at ECW's barely legal. And when I see my friend walk, he walks with a limp and his foot is to the right. Um, I want to say at times I wasn't a good friend because I shouldn't have let that happen, but you can't stop a man when they're motivated to do something. I get reminded, uh, for me, I broke my neck and my back and I never missed a show. There was times I couldn't walk and I would be laying on the floor. My music would hit and wrestlers would pick me up under my shoulders and literally walk me, pick me up like I was on a gurney, but I was just laying on the floor and push me out the curtain and my music would hit man in a box and Tommy Dreamer kicks in and I couldn't stand the entire show, but yet I could go out there and walk and I would take bumps while I was hurt. And these are just stories that I have seen. Mark Henry's talked about wrestling with his kneecap and ha- and I remember seeing that, like putting his kneecap back in place so he could go out there and wrestle. Um, <clears throat> and it takes its toll on your body. Thankfully, I live a pain-free life, but when Punk said that, it was very, very 
because you don't understand the grind and, and it's hard and we don't want it to end. And, but when, if you're not in a good place, it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It doesn't matter if you're on top, whatever you just, you need to escape. And you'll also hear so many wrestlers tell you, like, I know from Terry Funk's story of like when he just snapped or Arn Anderson's story of when he just snapped and he just, they had to walk away because the beauty of wrestling, like we say, Hey, we just kept going during a pandemic, you know, after nine 11, but it's also the curse of the business that it never stops. There is no off season. There is no time to heal. There is no time, you know, to heal after surgery. Um, every sport has that, but wrestling. So uh, I'm happy that he's back. I said it in the interview and Again, he's been more than open and honest from his return promo to everything that uh, he has said he's been honest about. And how could you not respect and love honesty? Yeah, and he was very honest in the interview as well. And he talked about happiness and wanting to be happy. Um, Listen, he left at a time, Tommy, when he was at the height of his popularity. And people hated to see him go. And this seven years that he's been gone, over seven years that he's been gone, every time the Royal Rumble comes around, every time we hear about the possibility of somebody big returning, we start thinking of CM Punk. When CM Punk you know, made that appearance at that indie show, we're like, oh my gosh, is he coming back to wrestling? You know, When he became a part of Fox and did you know, the show with Renee Young and Mark and Booker T, we're like, is this the, the door opening of him coming back? To the WWE. I think the biggest thing he said in his promo and in our interview, Tommy, is that, hey, I left pro wrestling when I left Ring of Honor. You know, the WWE, and they do, Tommy. They promote themselves not as a wrestling show, but as sports entertainment. I say it all the time on this show. Pro wrestling, uh, when Vince McMahon hears the term pro wrestling, he get, he get, he has a scowl on his face. He hates that term pro wrestling. He makes, you know, like that famous line uh, in that documentary, um, Beyond the Mat. I don't, ma- I don't do wrestling. I make movies. He, he, he is the quintessential sports entertainer. And that is what it is. But for CM Punk, he never lost his love for pro wrestling. He's always loved pro wrestling. It was the sports entertainment WWE side that just was never a good fit for him. Correct. And hey, it's it's not knocking the WWE uh, for, you know, it, it's just, and I say this all the time, it's just being in a different system. WWE is concentrating on their own business, their own world. And if it works for them, it works for them. But there has to be alternatives. There have to be people that, you know, don't want to play on their team and that's okay. They'll be them and you be you and CM Punk has been CM Punk. Uh, Would he have achieved his worldwide fame uh, without WWE? Absolutely Um, not. So, but it was just, it's different. And he did have those moments, but when you have a divorce, the way that happened, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been. But if again, when I talk about history, history repeating itself, there is pretty much like every person who held the WWE title has a different uh, exiting point that isn't always the happiest. 
but he was able to get out when he wanted to. He got out and during his own hype. So again, how do, how can you not respect the person who walked away from at his peak? But now we're going to see a whole new peak, and I look forward to seeing it on this Sunday. Yeah, and, or Wednesday and, Tom, and Friday. Yeah, and again, absolutely. Different. He's going to be there all the time. Not wrestling, but he said it in the interview. I'm going to be there Wednesdays. Going to be there Fridays. Because he's back into wrestling. Yeah, and I'm excited for it, Tommy. I'm excited for it. And he even mentioned in the interview, as far as like, you know, the WWE loyals that will never understand. Okay. He's fine with, you know what? You know, you're a WWE diehard and you don't want to understand what I'm saying. That's fine. Do you? And let me be me. And I think right now, I think he's earned that right. And you know what? All the speculation and the whys and the why nots and what ifs and all those things, those are all in the past. He is now a part of the AEW roster, Tommy. And like you said, he's going to be there on Wednesdays and Fridays. We're going to see him at All Out on Sunday in Chicago. And when it comes to CM Punk, you know what? It's it's about AEW. He seems happy right now, and that's all you can ask for. I, I said it in the interview. When I got divorced, I said, from here on out, it's about my happiness. I have a family that I have to take care of, but I can't make anybody happy, Tommy, if I can't make myself happy. It's impossible to give people happiness if you're miserable. At the end of his WWE run, he was miserable. So you can't make people happy if you can't make yourself happy. Dave, uh, you and I have had conversations, too, about, you know, this show, your life, how you got into radio. Like you were in banking. and You're just like, I don't want to do this. And you took a chance. You're, you're also you know how much I love wrestling. I literally loved it since I'm nine years old. And I walked away from WWE, too, in 2009 because I wasn't liking something I love for so long. And it was just like it made me hate it. And I don't hate the people or I don't hate the system. And I watch more wrestling now than I ever have. It's just, I needed to leave it to be in a better place. And I have no dis. I love Vince. Ric Flair said it himself. Uh, I love you, Vince. Cool. It's, it's just, it is what it is. And, And most people won't realize like why, you know, I love Vince McMahon. I love Vince McMahon for a lot of reasons. Um, And he's a cool guy to hang out with. I've always gotten along with him. Um, It's just, I'm cool where I'm at. And just like CM Punk, he's cool where he's at and was cool when he left. And it's like you said, it's time to move forward. We have that that's in the past and it's, it's onward and upward. And we, you know, we started off this talking about what ifs, Oh, what if he would have stayed? What if all that? Who cares? It, it you can't. You need to always move forward, and he has. And we're going to see that uh, continuance Wednesday, Friday, and then eventually we're going to see his first match back. We had literally had a caller who also uh, sent me his stuff already, so thank you. Who said he got a tattoo of CM Punk on his heart after he was basically had a heart attack? Was told he was going to die. He said, "You know what? I'm going to do this because I like the guy," and. I'm going to see him wrestle again. So he's going to see him wrestle again. He has a a picture and I already sent it to punk. And he was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Think of that. And I always say, you never know how your life affects somebody else's or what, how a person's state of mind may be 
how you affect them. It's it's a beautiful friggin' thing. That's why wrestling is art. Yeah, and and I'm excited about the future of CM Punk. I'm I'm excited about the future. Listen, like even with the WWE, when it comes to NXT, I'll be watching. I'll be watching every Tuesday. I'm who do, I, I have high hopes for whatever this next phase of the WWE is going to be. And I'll be watching Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Impact on Thursdays, what you know, SmackDown on Fridays, or Rampage on Fridays. Like, I'm, it, Tommy, you and I are lifers, and most of the people that listen to this show are lifers. Tommy, we're in our own community. We bitch and complain about some of the things that we see, but it's in our blood. It's in our DNA. Once you have and you believed in the magic of pro wrestling, that just does not go away in my eyes. But we also, we bitch and complain because we know we can have it better. How many times do we, uh, this was on a Monday, on a Tuesday show where we're talking about stuff we would see on a Monday and we'll go out to the nation and the nation would come up with better ideas than what was perceived on television. And yeah. you and I, wrestling fans forever, like, wow, that was better. And it's not like, oh, I'm, I hate the, the curmudgeon. I've been in the business 30 years. I know better than you. No, we all have great ideas. I just watched the uh, Bob Ross documentary on Netflix, which I will never buy a Bob Ross uh, product ever again. But here's a guy who in 30 minutes would create art and beauty. And I remember watching this show back when it would air and I'm like, oh, why is he putting a tree there? Don't put that tree there. It's a pretty little tree. I want to put a tree here. Why don't you put a little tree here? And then when he would reveal that tree, I'd be like, God damn, that tree looked pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.